the Florida Panthers officially announced the name of their arena. Spencer Knight speaks out on being in the players assistance program and media day is Wednesday. We're going to discuss what we want to hear from the players. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wednesday, September 20th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show up count on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So Cats fans, the Florida Panthers, what, what an exciting day it was on Tuesday afternoon. If you listen to yesterday's episode, we discussed how the Panthers were ready to make the announcement. They made the official announcement on social on social media and via press release, but the the uh, the press conference wasn't until uh, two p.m. on 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 Tuesday afternoon. And to discuss that presser from from FLA Live Arena on on. Uh, on Tuesday, it is Jacob Winans because why? It is Wednesday, which means it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Jacob, training camp starts in two days, my friend. Well, one day from this recording. There, man. Um, it's been it's been a short off season uh, by by pretty much every standard because only two teams get to have this short of an off season. But it doesn't feel that short because we've been starved for hockey uh, for months now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm pumped uh, to see what the Panthers look like heading into camp, uh, trying to defend the Eastern Conference title, and, and with a new arena name to go with it. This is, this should be, should be a pretty exciting time. Yes, and and go, let's let's get right into into that. It, the 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 new arena. If you guys are looking on the YouTube channel, is called Emirate Bank Arena, and you see the logo with the A in the middle with the palm trees. That when I arrived there, right before going through the Emirate Vault entrance, the flag was flying high. It was a rainy afternoon in Sunrise, Florida, and just the first thing going through to the Amrit vault was seeing the door with the cat claw, the cat scratch on the door, which is where the media availability for Matthew Caldwell and Jerry plush was after the original announcement. Uh, Doug Plagans was the MC of the event uh, as well. And the slogan for Amrit bank arena is from sunrise to showtime. And honestly, I like that bet a lot better than the center of it all uh, to be, to be quite honest. Uh, so it just, the, the slogan kind of gives it, hey, the focus is on the event that's going, whether it's concerts, whether it's graduations, whether it's, of course, Florida Panthers hockey, what we're talking about here on the, on the show. 
and uh and Matthew Caldwell was talking about how it started with the helmet logo and uh, and joked around how Jerry Plush, the CEO of uh, Amherst Bank, was discussing how he's a great stock picker because of the Florida Panthers and the and the Miami Heat both making the NBA Finals, which is a sponsor of of uh, of both uh, both teams uh, there. And Jerry Plush was also talking about natural progression as well, talking about the helmet, Basin Coral Gables opening uh, a new operations center in Miramar as well. And here's the thing, Jacob, commitment to Broward County, which is something that we've spoken about. The Florida Panthers have made it clear their golf classic was in Broward. The everything with the all-star game was focused on Broward County. I know a lot of outsiders from the state of Florida when they think Florida Panthers, they they say South Beach, they also think Miami, but that's the also the emphasis, Broward County as as the home where the Florida Panthers play. Yeah, I think uh it's Amrit Bank is a, is definitely a, a great partner. Uh, they said all the right things. Uh, the logo is pretty sick. Uh, I love the new slogan. Um, it, it's it's just awesome. Uh, the palm trees on the side. It's it's fantastic. Um, I'm a big fan of the logo. Um, and, but more importantly than that, I it's it's exciting that the Panthers have a, a naming rights partner committed for the amount of time that they do. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss that, but having that commitment for five years to 2028 is huge for, for many reasons. Um, it's personally, I think, and this is, this is really a stupid, stupid thing to focus on, but I think when it comes to an arena name, you kind of want, uh, you want a naming rights partner where, where it, not that it's catchy, but that it's not annoying to say that it's not something that just sounds weird. Like I, I personally just like the sound of Emirate Bank Arena. It's it's cool. I like the slogan. I like the logo. Um, and and I'm looking forward to I'm definitely looking forward to the to this naming rights partnership. I'm, I'm young, but I the first Panthers game I ever went to was Bank Atlantic Center. So I've seen Bank Atlantic Center. I've seen BB&T Center. I've seen FLA Live Arena. And, and it's it's a new era now. And I like what I like the direction we're going in. Um, but the, the key thing here is is, like you said, commitment to Broward County and having this contract last until 2028. Uh, really, really key to have that through the duration of of the current lease term that the Panthers have uh, at Amherst Bank Arena for the for the next five years in Broward. Yeah, and and you talk about a name that rolls off the tongue, like the the new Pittsburgh Steelers name for like Akershire Stadium, something like that. It's not Heinz Field anymore, so that one is hard to say off the tongue. FLA Live Arena is an easy one to say for us. And let's you said we're gonna discuss the the terms with the with the announcement of the arena so it's a five-year term for the florida panthers broward county and an emirate bank arena and so that just so happens like an episode that i spoke about on september 5th about the 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 leaked photo for emirate bank arena is that the term is until the the lease of the panthers is up and during the media availability here's the thing that, that that presser was signs of celebration. It, it felt like an exciting moment for them. So, yes, I thought it's ending as the lease at the same uh, with this. Excuse me, the same time as the lease. I didn't want to be that guy who said, "Oh, what does that mean?" Matching terms as far as something outside of it, and he's like, "Listen, you're focused on the new naming rights partner for that." So I did not want to be that person, but. There is still that elephant in the room based on based on how it how it's sh- structured. 
And there's arena renovations. There has been for the last few seasons, an all-star game, a Stanley Cup final and, and, and all. And I'm now when it comes to a, ter- a lease ending, we're not thinking about relocation this time around. We're thinking about more improvements to the arena. I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes just extended a st- extended their lease to PNC Arena and, and are going to improve the arena. This time around, I think we're more focused on the renovations more and hopefully maybe something more of an, not necessarily entertainment district, but things that could add towards the the entertainment part. I agree. Um, I think last time we had, last time we had this scenario, uh, it was, it was really a toss up whether or not the Panthers were going to even remain in Broward or even in the state of Florida. Um, they, they barely uh, skated by with a, no pun intended with a five, three uh, vote to, to remain uh, at, at the arena in, in Broward. And it took a lot, it, it took uh, quite the effort yet. We had, we had players on the team showing up at that, at, at those meetings uh, with, with the County basically pleading their case to stay. Uh, we're, we're not in that situation anymore, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is great to see because the, the ownership that we have now has been so committed and has, has really uh, dug their heels in and, and started to build something special. And I think it, this comes at a really good time. Uh, one thing that's important to, to talk about when it comes to naming rights partnerships is the fact that that is a massive stream of income for any team. Uh, that's huge. To, mm-hmm. to have that is huge um, because that, that opens up a lot of avenues to invest in the arena and invest in the area surrounding it and, uh, and, and really build that up. Um, and, and there's a lot of ways that Panthers can do that. They've, they've started, they really started the process of improving the arena. Uh, getting to host an all-star game is a good sign. Um, but there's, there's definitely more they can do. And I think it, it begins with building around, um, not even necessarily physical building, uh, building an area around which they definitely could do, but it's, it's also about building partnerships in, in the area, in, in the immediate surroundings of the arena. And I, we've seen the attendance get better. It's gotten a lot better in recent years and success has a lot to do with it, but also the efforts being put in uh, with, with the team and, and, and community outreach that's starting to pay dividends. Mm-hmm. Um, just on a, on a personal note, being uh, having the experience of, of going to um, the Philippines for the basketball world cup, the arena where I was stationed had a massive mall attached to the arena and and it was such a huge uh, stream for attendance and income, and I, and it just got me thinking. You know, Sawgrass Mills is right across from from Amaranth Bank Arena. There's a lot of untapped potential there, and I think that there's an opportunity for the Panthers to build partnerships there. There's an opportunity mm-hmm. for the Panthers to to really grow uh, that area uh, in in a general sense. But um, being so far west, I don't think it's the 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 difficulty that that has been made out to be in in the past where all oh, people just can't get there in time or people don't want to go that far west i think that's that's blown way out of proportion it's just about it's about outreach and i think when you're located in broward that puts you in a really prime spot where you're dead center you're in broward you get all the broward crowd and you're right between west palm and miami you can mm-hmm. make that work yes. you can make that work and i think we are well on the way to making that work so i'm i'm excited i'm i'm really excited and i don't think we have to worry about relocation anymore uh, no. which is which is really great to say after all these years and also i have a personal bias with not wanting it to move east uh because if, like i grew up in i grew up in west kendall so imagine if that were more east and and having to take the turnpike 
I ninety five. If I if I still lived in the area and all yeah. that stuff, and, and you're loaded, you're lo- you're from Weston too. Yeah, so. my family's in Weston, so I I have a when I go home from Orlando, it's literally the first exit off the Sawgrass for me. So yeah. I I, oh. I hope they never leave. <laughs> no, please, D- please don't. I, I that's what that's the hope. At least in our biased opinions of of course, you Panther uh, Panther fans, you can comment on 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 your on your opinions as well, and it and that's okay. We, we can agree to disagree as as well even if we don't see eye to eye on that point. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss Spencer Knight discussing him be going to the Players Assistance Program. We are going to discuss that and more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Jace Medical. And the Jace case provides five antibiotics for emergency use. It takes... It, it, it all it takes is to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board certified physicians. Get ongoing care with from our physicians on any treatment related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. When you go to jacemedical.com, you can use promo code locked on to get 20% off. So get yours today at jacemedical.com. That is J A S E medical.com. Segment number two here on this Wednesday, September 20th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Winans Wednesday. And Jacob Spencer Knight over the weekend uh, spoke about him going to the players assistance program officially went to the players assistance program on February 24th. But Spencer Knight also spoke about what his reasoning was for going to the the NHL slash NHLPA players assistance program. And it was to, to deal with something that he was dealing with known as obsessive compulsive disorder, the acronym OCD. And a lot of people think that OCD is just needing to just have, let's say I have these two pens right here and one's lined up like this. A lot of people see it as just, Oh, they need to line up like that. Uh, more than just that, it's just having your ducks in a row in in your mind, and just if if I can't have one thing lined up here, the next thing I can't accomplish, and that is what how I see. Even though I'm not diagnosed, that's from an outside view of how I see OCD as far as things in order. Started in Boston College in 2019 when he always had to. He felt like he always needs needed to wash his hands and all. Spoke about being away from the team when they made the run to the Stanley Cup final joked around how it was uh it was dead weight that they got they got rid of that's what helped them but also it's discussed mostly about how he didn't want to feel he he didn't want to feel like a burden uh to the team had trouble sleeping uh the start of it was really on December 6th when the Florida Panthers lost the Winnipeg Jets I actually went back to listen to an episode the Panthers were without Barkoff, Lundell, Gudis, and and Patrick Hornquist recently went on LTIR, and Spencer Knight was pulled after three goals. And then in that stretch, uh, Spencer Knight went 1-5-0 with a 
849 save percentage during that time with a 4.81 goals against average. And I started seeing the signs of something was wrong with Spencer on January 8th, the start against the Dallas Stars. Uh, and then and then going to the players assist program, I always said, even if he never came out publicly to discuss what happened, I'll respect his privacy. But now we know what what's what's gone on. And th- those are a little bit of what Spencer Knight had to say on going to the players assistance program. And he spoke about dealing with an OCD expert in the matter as well. So definitely a lot of help that Spencer Knight was able to get going back home to Darien, Connecticut as well. Um, Jacob, what's your, uh, what's your, what's your uh, reaction to hearing uh, what Spencer Knight had to say? Well, there's a lot, there's a lot that I want to touch on with this and we could probably spend an entire episode on this because I know this is also a cause that's really important to you the same way it is to me. And um, I'll start by saying I, I really feel for him because mm-hmm. there's no way he could have hidden from some of the, the things that were being said and speculated. And and there were months of people, um, not not necessarily Panthers fans. Um, I'm sure there were some, but not necessarily Panthers fans, but people around the league that see NHL player assistance program and immediately think drug abuse, alcohol, um, some sort of... of issue with addiction or, or something like that and the, those those accusations or insinuations and all, and all of that was was recklessly um put out there about spencer knight and um those assumptions d- don't do anything to help anybody and this is this is why you, people need to learn to respect players privacy and and just have a little bit of empathy when it comes to things like this because you don't know what's happening behind the scenes and you could very well be making things a lot worse by throwing out those kind of comments early on. So I, I, I definitely want to start by saying that um, just as, as sports fans, we, we've got to be better uh, and, and offer a little bit more grace and empathy for, for what players may be going through uh, behind the scenes. And that, that's across all sports, not just hockey. Um, but when it comes to Spencer Knight, I won't pretend to be an expert on, on OCD, um, but I do know, and, and this just comes from years of mental health being a, a really important cause and really uh, near and dear thing to me. It, OCD is not uh, what people think it is. Uh, it's a term that's thrown around really loosely. Uh, people will say that, like you said, just when they feel like they need to be more organized or uh, something just seems off to them. So they're like, oh, it's my OCD. I'm not trying to condemn or chastise anyone for saying that. Um, but what what it really is, it's um, it, it's it's like you said, it's uh, it can be debilitating, uh, especially for for someone like uh, in, in Spencer Knight's position. Um, it, I've seen people who have like like Spencer Knight said, he had the excessive hand washing to the point where your skin can get so dry that it cracks and bleeds and you can't do anything to stop yourself from continuing to wash your hands. I've seen that personally. Um, there's people who will stop and untie and retie their shoes excessively to the point where you can almost not get through your day. Uh, people who have to clean everything multiple times uh, to feel comfortable enough to be in that space. It can literally hijack your entire life. And it seems like that's what, what Spencer was dealing with uh, and, and trying to play professional hockey and be a, be a, a top tier goaltender at the same time that he was dealing with all of this behind the scenes. I can't even imagine uh, what that must've been like. So, anyone who thinks that that it's 
a minor issue or something that he could have played through or something that uh, he's using as a loophole to guarantee his contract and not get sent to the AHL, things like that. It's complete nonsense. And I don't want to give those things any oxygen, but I just want people to understand what he's, what Spencer Knight was actually truly dealing with and the, the work, the work that he's, that he's been doing behind the scenes to overcome it and to get back. Uh, It's like any other injury. It's, it's, it's a mental, not disability, but it's, it's a mental challenge. It's a mental injury really is, is the hurdle that he's trying to overcome. And I think we've got to be uh, supportive of that. I'm so excited to see him back in camp. Um, And it's, it's great that, and and I have so much respect for him coming out and actually talking about it openly Mm because no one made him do that. He's not required to do that. He didn't have to, but he did that um, in, in a way that, that, opens the door to help other people. Um, very Kevin Love-like, very DeMar DeRozan-like, uh, guys who really open that door for people in the NBA. And Spencer Knight, a guy who's a couple months younger than me, 22 years old, to come out and and take that position. Uh, I admire it. And and I think it's it was brave. And I've got nothing but respect for Spencer Knight and the way he's handled all of this. No doubt. And like you said, just 22 years old and, and, and talking about it now, instead of waiting until he's 32, uh, definitely like, like I said earlier, he's working with an OCD expert. And honestly, sometimes what you can see as your something that you could see that could hold you back and actually elevate you to the next level as well. And now seeing an OCD expert, uh, and for example, uh, I actually have not I've only I've admitted this on Twitter during the Bell Let's Talk uh, campaign, uh, not campaign, but, you know, the advertising of Bell Let's Talk. And for me, I'm dyslexic. Uh, so what do I use as a as as something as far as helping me get through get through that is actually writing things out and reading things over and over over again until I get a grasp of understanding something and didn't do that in the early stages of my life. And now, and now doing that and putting, using that to pay, to be my strength later on has really paid dividends, at least for me personally. But in Spencer Knight's case, he could use that as a way, like, like you say, like I said, putting your ducks in a row emotionally, mentally upstairs so that he could be a better goaltender. I mean, and I think, I think especially with his, resume as well of being a world junior gold medalist and all that stuff, a top prospect in, in, in hockey. And of course, playing, playing a position that you need to be so well in between the ears. I think it's going to help him. And he spoke about how he, how he thinks it's going to help him be better in three, four, even five years. And you know, there's, there's a lot to that um, because I'm, I'm a huge, huge believer in in taking a negative and turning it to a positive or finding any silver lining you can, because oftentimes those are the the positives that you find in the most negative situations of your life can be can be the biggest the biggest difference maker. And I think no um, with in Spencer Knight's case, just from a hockey perspective, he said that this started at Boston College in 2019. Think of how many dominant games he's had as a goaltender in that time since that time. This is something he was dealing with and still performing at an elite level. So if he has a better handle on it, he's now he's seen an expert. He's he's grown. He's able to to have better control over it. And, may, and he, like you said, even turn it into a strength. Um, the, the sky really is the limit for what he can be, because we've like it's like 
like I said, it's like any other injury. If we've seen Spencer Knight perform the way he's performed in his first few seasons, not even at 100% mentally, the, 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 the potential there is even greater than what we thought it was uh, when he was drafted and when he, when he really broke into the NHL. Um, he was able to do that while being hampered by something mentally that he's now uh, seeking help for and, and seemingly has gotten control over. Uh, and, and OCD is something that there's, it's actually very um, more, more prominent in, in goalies uh, from a hockey perspective, uh, not necessarily the disorder, but the tendencies. Uh, there's a difference between OCD and obsessive compulsive tendencies. A lot of goalies report having tendencies that are, that are obsessive compulsive uh, mm-hmm. because they're such uh, creatures of routine and, and extreme, um, almost to an extreme level of having, having specific routines and specific uh, organizational skills and things like that. So if Spencer Knight is able to use that to his advantage, uh, I, being a goalie, I think he could, he really could, it's almost, it could almost become a superpower for him the way he yeah. could uh, turn this around. So I, I'm, I'm so excited to see the development of Spencer Knight now that he is, he's been able to rehabilitate um, something that he thought that he felt was uh, really holding him back, not on the ice, but, but also just in his life, uh, having that weight off his shoulders, it's, it's going to be, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, buy Spencer, Spencer Knight stock right now. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to be trending up. You go, Spencer. We're cheering you on uh, for, for sure. So, And we'll, we'll definitely discuss more about what he has to say whenever he does get a chance to speak to the media. But we're going to transition over to segment number three where we're, we're going to get ready for Media Day. That's going to be happening on Wednesday at FLA Live Arena. We're going to discuss that more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And right now, new customers can get up to $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place to get in on the action. And... For football reasons, you have a Miami Dolphins fan and a Dallas Cowboys fan on this podcast. So both teams happen to be 2-0. So if you're buying stock into the Miami Dolphins or the Dallas Cowboys, maybe FanDuel.com is the place to go to to, to bet either on my, my, my Miami Dolphins or Jacob's Dallas Cowboys with spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Vandal, official partner of the NFL. Third and final segment here on this Wednesday, September 20th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day on a Winans Wednesday. And Jacob, like we said at the top, we're excited that hockey is back, which means me, which means media day is one step closer, which is when this episode drops today. Uh, it'll be at 8 a.m. at FLA Live Arena. There's When I went to go see the Amer- vault, um, um, Emirate uh, Arena announcement, there's, there was already stuff set up for, for media day for the players to do promos on the Jumbotron, but we were not allowed to take pictures and post them publicly. But... It, it is there and it's all set up there as as far as as that for media day so a little bit of diff, different things that are going on this year around Paul Maurice's one year with the Florida Panthers and I'm also wondering 
what Mo is going to be up to as far as the first few days. Of course, there's the fitness testing and then there's the conditioning part. The conditioning part is the focus on the first few days. I wonder how his focus is going to be this time around. As last year, he was just trying to get to know the guys. Uh, This year, he does not have to do that. And Matthew Kachuk is also likely going to speak, talk about how he's healed from the broken sternum, even though Brady Kachuk just recently spoke publicly about that. We're going to hear from the captain, Alexander Barkov, as as well. Likely going to hear from the top producers uh, for the Panthers, likely a Carter Verhage, as well as Sam Reinhart. Don't know if we're going to be listening to Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour as they're expected to start the season on LTIR uh, as far as that. So probably the PR department is probably not going to have them speak but what what are you expecting uh as as far as the players uh as far as what is going to be said at at media day yeah so um goes without saying matthew Kachuk at media day is must see tv yes um he's he's definitely known for uh for for one being really funny two being very very honest almost reminds me in, in this for, for really any South Florida sports fan that's, that's been a South Florida sports fan for 10 years plus really in his, in his uh, media reminds me a lot of, of Chris Bosch in his Miami heat days. There's nothing really hidden. Uh, he, he's, he, he's going to say exactly what's on his mind. He's going to be completely honest with you. And, um, and I love that. And, and he's also not at all afraid to, to, to give the spicy answer uh, to, to, give you a soundbite or a quote that's going to uh, make ears perk up uh, locally, but also around the league. Uh, he, he really came into his first media availability as a Panther with a, with a, <laughs> a big bang. That's uh, the Tampa Bay lightning. Yep. <laughs> it, it was, it was iconic and he backed it up. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for Matthew Kachuk. I'm excited for Barkov. I'm looking for um, a little, not necessarily more motivation, but I'm looking for, for signs of, of hunger to get back to where they just were. Uh, Cause it's going to, this year, it's going to start with the forwards. There's no, no doubt about that. The, the Panthers are going to have some time where they're going to need to outscore some of their, their, their injuries on the back end. Um, and, and it's going to start with the big guys up front and, and the Panthers forwards are going to have to really lead the charge early in the season. Cause we're, we're going to be limited defensively for a while. Um, I'm looking forward to Spencer Knight if he speaks um, for all the reasons we just covered. Um, I, I really can't wait uh, to hear what he has to say. He's really, really insightful for someone his age. Uh, excited to hear from Bob. Uh, definitely excited to hear from Bob. Uh, and there's, there, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of guys I'm looking forward to hearing mm-hmm. from, but overall theme that I'm looking for is I'm, I'm just, I, I just want to hear, I want to hear their their hunger level. Um, I want to be confident that there's not going to be any kind of drop off early on, uh, any kind of lag and and sluggishness getting back into hockey after such a deep and grueling playoff run. So, uh, just mm-hmm. that that hunger level, the motivation, talking about what they've learned. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And and like you said, uh, Palmer not having to to really introduce himself anymore, not having to ease guys into his system, get to know people. It's it's hit the ground running this year. Uh, definitely some new faces, but it's all veteran guys who are ready to jump into a new system and won't really require as much, uh, not necessarily conditioning, but really conforming to a new system. They're guys who have been around. They've played for multiple coaches. They're veterans. They're professionals. They can hop right in uh, and, and learn things as they as they go. So I'm excited for that, definitely. Yeah, and 
Last year they had like five to six people, uh, players talk before Palmery, so there's not going to be everyone who who speaks at at media day. So, like like I said, top producers, the goaltender Sergey Bobrovsky were, and this is the thing, because even though it's still a horrible situation, we still have what's going on in Ukraine, the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. Bob yep. had Bob was asked those questions last year, and same thing with Paul Maurice was asked, and he also discussed last year how important it was for mental health that's something that paul Maurice also led with a bang last year now that it's a year under their belt they don't i don't think that's going to be as much of an emphasis this year but also a newcomer for the panthers i think we're going to probably maybe we might hear from oliver ekman larson like what kind of lessons he's learned that he could bring over to the florida panthers as well mm-hmm. and a guy who's returning dmitry kulikov that that might be an exciting time for him to get in front of the microphone microphone and say what was the reasoning for him to be back outside of the whole made it to the Stanley Cup final and him being coached by Maurice as well? I wonder what else he has to say outside of those two. Yeah, so with the Panthers being limited on defense to start the year due to injury, Ekman Larson's going to have a lot of responsibility early on. Um, and and I'm I'm looking I actually am looking forward to hearing from him if he if he does have media availability. I, I want to hear. Um, just his approach because uh, he he his time in Arizona ended ended badly. Arizona was a really, really bad team. Uh, he didn't really fit their rebuild schedule at all. Um, he went to Vancouver, which did not go well in Vancouver for reasons that were you definitely cannot entirely blame on him. Um, mm-hmm. that, Two that's an organization that's yep, it's it, that's an organization that's been poorly run. Uh, money has been poorly spent. Uh, I, I think there was a, a lot asked of him uh, and, and I'm just, I want, I'm looking forward to hearing how he feels with a fresh start with an organization that's now has a, a league wide reputation for really rehabbing players careers and bringing the best out of players uh, who need a lifeline uh, and, and, and to rejuvenate and, and fresh start their careers. And I think Eggman Larson is an excellent candidate for that and not having the pressure of that massive contract. I think just being able to play his game, without having to worry about the dollars attached to his name. Uh, I'm excited. I, I want to hear his, his mental approach to, to this fresh start that he's gotten. That's exciting for me. And Dmitry Kulikov. I love, I love that guy. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see him back. And if he does talk, I want, I, yeah, I, he's, he's a guy I always like to hear from. Uh, he, we, we've seen players come and go with the Panthers. He's all, he was always a fan favorite. And he's a guy that we, we keep an eye on wherever he was playing after his Panthers days, but for him to come back, uh, I think I think it'd be poetic for him to be on a Stanley Cup winning team here in Florida, um, and I'm excited to hear what yeah like what what led him back here. Um, I do I do know I do know that he he happens to train here in South Florida every off season, um, regardless of where he's been playing. Um, I, I ran into him at Pines Ice Arena two summers in a row, so I know he trains here in South Florida, uh, and he did say that he was uh, interested in, in or he had been dreaming about coming back ever since he left so i'm i'm excited i'm excited to hear from him but uh yeah media day's fun man it's it's we're, we're back to hockey it's time i'm i'm so excited yep and and we'll have we'll have a full recap of media day coming on thursday maybe even two episodes full of uh media day coverage right before day one of training camp on september 21st but jacob i want to thank you so much once again for joining me on the lockdown florida panthers podcast tell everybody where they can follow you online yep you can follow me on x at jacob winans eight as always
Awesome, man. Thank you so much. And I will see you next week, my friend. Looking forward to it. Thanks. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. Locked on Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Sorry, Marmando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.